Welcome everyone. Pull up a chair. It is lunchtime in Rome. Welcome back to another episode of Lunchtime in Rome. This is Eric, and I am here with Jay and Brian. Hi, everybody. That was very nice. I, I was, was <laughs> trying to give you some guidance. I didn't know if you'd remember. I did not remember, and <laughs> I kind of don't think about it until I'm like saying the intro. So you need a possession arrow like great. in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and for those that don't know, we try to. Eric always introduces the show, and he always tries to alternate between Jay and I. Yes. Me being I, don't I want being Brian. Anybody to feel. I'm more me. liked. <laughs> I being me. Or disliked. Yes. Um, it's just who I am. Um, yeah, so welcome to the show. Uh, this is Lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. Follow us on Twitter and also like um, our Facebook page and join in. Speaking of Facebook, we are live on space, Facebook Live. And like so always. Dude, my man Josh. Josh. Right there. Uh, that's awesome. What's up, Josh? And uh, Nice. Thank you for joining us. And... Um, Right now we're doing Wednesday nights. I think that's going to be the consistent night for a while. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because next week, uh, yeah, my Thursday night match is at Armstrong. Next okay. week, t- Tuesday night at Latrobe. Thursday night at Armstrong. So I'm looking at you're looking at an collective hour. four hours in the in the bus yeah. next week. Yeah, oh, that sounds like so that much sounds, fun. Oh, it's a school bus. Uh, that <laughs> even sounds so much more fun. Or the high school kids. <laughs> oh that is the best. man, it would you be keep only better up. if it were junior high. I think I might not want to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Wednesdays, Wednesdays from now on eight ish. Eight ish. We'll say eight ish. You know. You know. Um, but. Lunchtime Rome, have a seat at the table with us on uh, Wednesday evenings. We'd love to have you. Um, and that being said, how have your weeks been? I feel like like it's Wednesday right now, but I feel like it should be like two Fridays from now. Wow. Like, it just seems like it's been such a long week. For uh, you've me. had a long month this week. I've uh, had a long uh, month yes. this week, man. It's been, it's just, and even my son said it. And uh, it's just been a weird kind of week i slept horrible not last night two nights ago you had that happen a couple weeks ago yeah and but but two nights ago it was weirder because i like uh no it wasn't after tuesday nights so it was monday night but i got home from somewhere late and um i just i could not fall asleep and then when i did fall asleep i just was getting up and then the next thing i know it's three o'clock in the morning and chalupa's barking she never barks in the middle of the night and then like I literally felt like I finally laid down at five o'clock in the morning and then and, my alarm went off right. and then I woke up and Alexis was like, was that like the longest night's sleep ever <laughs> or like the longest ever? Like me, like she was up too, and like Chalupa was up. Oh, and, long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In, uh, no, she uh, didn't like fall asleep. I thought was, she was like, no, 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 no. She was Wasn't like that the best longest yeah. sleep ever. No, she was like, was that like the longest night ever? And, and so I don't know, weird energy in the house. I don't know, but um, I don't know. That's like, my biggest thing i guess um oh and i'm on 24-hour tech support now for my current job which is not something i signed up for it's a great opportunity to love and serve people it is a great opportunity it's, it's such a great opportunity you call to. it great opportunity. the red devil yes it's phone. an opportunity yes because <laughs> the phone rings and you're like that devil and i don't know what's red but i guess the phone used to be red that it actually rang to so that's my story um well, that's been kind of my week i've been living in that tension of is the phone gonna ring has it I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it is not. Oh. I got some wood there. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's going to drive Cody even more crazy. I don't care if I don't get a Red Devil call because of that. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's fine. Sorry, guys, if you can hear Cody. Yeah, um, he's our fourth guest tonight. I'd love it if you could, uh, if somebody on Facebook Live could could see if, uh, or could say if you hear Cody. Yeah, can you guys hear Cody? Um, but one thing that I love is springtime. And did you cut your grass? I did. You did? It looks nice. Thank it. you. Looks Thank nice. you. Riding mode? You don't have a riding mode. No, yeah. no. I, I push it all. And I got this little um, electric. It's like the combo thing that you have. There's hedge clippers. There's a blower. It's the best. And, but it's all electric, and it's pretty cool, and it's decently powered, and it has- Hedge clippers slash blower. So it's like a kit. It comes all in, in yeah, different oh. attachments. Because that- But like, they're kind of separate, but they're also kind of combined, because there's, a, there's a, a weed whacker, but it also turns into a trimmer- Oh, okay. Or an edger, I mean. 
um, which is really slick. But I had that moment the other um, – Josh said, yeah. Hi, Cody. Um, I had that moment the other – or last night, actually. I was putting out the garbage, and I had that, like oh, – it's here. It's happening. Yes, like yeah, it was that. It was that spring evening. And this is your first time, first spring in the home. And yes, and yeah, in our, in yep. our new house. And it was just that had yep. that evening glow. Yep. And that smell of yep. just like freshness. Yeah. And like I know a lot of people do the whole New Year thing. It's a new beginning, but I feel like for me, it's spring. Mm-hmm. Like spring is a new beginning. And it's a time to do better or, you know, reconcile some things that you may have screwed up in the past year. For me, spring is that time. It's that time of renewedness. And this morning, while I was on my uh, on my way into work, I saw for the first time ever in, in real life little birds learning how to fly. Oh, and no. it was like, yeah, it was so neat. There was these and like little... on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Mary started. Poppins was going, I don't know, it's tripping the work. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they were on the, the, um, uh, like the median and, and on, on the side of the road and you <laughs> could get see, <laughs> no, Did you get um, but you could see like they had like the new feathers, like the new really fluffy feathers. And they were a little bit, still a little bit small. And they were just like, like one was like, trying yeah. like with all his might just to like take off and he it wasn't happening and i saw his like little brothers and sisters going around and like it was just like i was like that is really cool i've never seen that before um so i just love 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 springtime so i'm yeah. so happy that it is here and yeah. summer is just coming right around the corner well and i was thinking today we're gonna be at the beach together and yes. we're gonna be able to do this pod at the beach which Ooh. I'm really excited about. We haven't uh, talked about it, but we're, we're not taking we're not taking the the podmaster. Well, we us. might have to take, but but we'll figure it out. I got, right? I got room. I got room. We're doing the pod oh at the my. beach. Come on, it's gonna be the best. Let us know, everybody, if you think we should not do it from the beach, or do you think we should do it from the beach? Oh man. So maybe uh, we should have talked about that off the air. But uh, uh-huh. I'm like, hey, let's take. A However, break. let's assume we are Brian. Yeah. yeah. Or was that the whole point? Just oh, I thought look, that was summer, setting up summer, the point. Springs here, like, summer's coming, and all of these wonderful. It's it's besides Christmas for me. It's the best time of the year. I love yeah. it. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, it's the best time of the year. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And like and like a couple times throughout the past like two weeks, I've smelled people's grills on. Oh yeah, which is also like just a fantastic smell. Yep. Do you know, <sighs> I realize I don't smell my grill. No, you did, the other, you did the other day, didn't you? Well, like- we'll get to that in just a minute. Thank you very much. But I have a bird story similar to yours. I was driving home, I believe, from driving Bella to school. And there was just this little robin and he was in the middle of the road and he was tugging on. I guess it was like a worm. I don't know why the worm was in the middle of the road, but it was eating something that was in the road. Mm-hmm. And like George Costanza said, you know, we got a deal. You know, we don't have to slow down and you get out of the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> feathers everywhere i blew up this bird and so my thought was and i thought i'm going to turn this into either a sermon or maybe a a blog post um that because he was so focused on his needs of eating he didn't realize the inherent danger around him yeah and that's why he broke code and didn't fly away there's definitely a lesson he wanted that so much but he didn't learn he did not learn and he now will not have the opportunity to learn hey or she. Or she. <laughs> Who right. am I? Or right. sis. Who am I? Oh, well. Oh, or, or Thon. Do you know now Bella every week after the podcast says to me, who did you offend this week? Yeah. So excited <laughs> nice. to hear. Who did we offend? My girl. Your girl. Who I took a picture of sitting next to your girl at youth group tonight on the in the grass. And it was just a very beautiful oh, little picture. Oh, that sounds awesome. It was lovely. Abby looks awesome. up to her so much. Yes. Um <clears throat> I was uh, grilling some burgers Sunday. Yeah. I, I cook on the grill at least four, if not five days a week. I, was gonna say, I thought you were going to say five times a oh, day. Wait, I have to go backwards. I have to go backwards. Tarantino it. Tarantino To, to, to killing birds. Because my girl, Kelly Cable, Tampa, Florida right now, was on the volleyball team. Uh, hey, few, she just literally chimed in as soon as you said her name. That's why I'm talking about it. Nice. <laughs> so... 
this is in the old gym at the high school where this pod center flooring piece came from. Could, I could have been standing on wow, this, this exact wow, piece of very Tarantino-ish. Where it was four gyms wide, big gym, really hot, no air conditioning. They would yeah. open the doors. Well, wouldn't you know it, bird flies in. Mm. And so the bird would be scared and just hang out whenever the balls are going back and forth and everything else. But then when I would stop the action and talk, the bird would fly around. To which do you think the girls were like, oh, I'll listen to coach. No, they would sit there and they would bark just like Cody just did. <laughs> yeah. And that they was would an interesting phenomenon. It was. And Birds so barking. they would look around and everything else. And so the second day, oh, we, we have our first guest. We do have our first guest. He's a little unpredictable. Um, we'll see how this goes. Hey, code man. But Cody is here. Cody's here. Um, so. They, I told, you know, the athletic director and everything else. And so the next day they put pieces of bread on desks in the open doorway, hoping that they would fly down, get the bread and then fly out the doors. Gotcha. So the next morning I come in two birds <laughs> <laughs> and then a panther somehow. Right. So weird. So then the next morning there's only one bird left and it's, you know, it's, it's the first week of the season. So we're there like five hours. And I'm coaching, and I'm just getting so tired of it. And the girls look up, and the bird flies up just, just below the roof. And remember how high the ceiling was, big yeah. high ceiling. Oh, yeah. And I turn with his volleyball, and I fired as hard as I can at this bird, which is 100 feet away and 50 feet up. And I throw it just above the bird's head. And as it gets close to him, he takes off and flies directly <laughs> into oh my God. the volleyball <laughs> and slowly flops oh, and no. thuds. Dude, that is natural selection at its yeah. best. Right into the gym floor. And we have the dividers. And so the girls scream and go running into the other gym where Todd Holler is coaching the JV. And I believe his maybe second year. And he's so mad that they're interrupting his side as they are screaming uncontrollably at this dead bird. So I go over, explain to him what's going on. I come back. They're circled up around this bird, holding hands and praying for the bird. Oh, my God. Did they give it the, the office bird funeral? And now, this is before oh, I knew. Man. This is before I knew everything about emotional needs because I did not join them in their sadness for this bird. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I said, what are you doing? And they said, we're praying for this bird. I said, oh, it's dead. <laughs> well, they said, we're praying for its soul. And I said, well, at this point, I hate to tell you, <laughs> birds don't have souls. <laughs> <laughs> so later on that year, they, we all, birds. they all signed that ball that I had used. And to this day in the closet, in our volleyball closet is what's no affectionately way. known as the bird ball. Oh, man. Oh, I thought you would just. So, yes, I've now bird. killed two birds. <laughs> With a car on and one podcast, a car and a volleyball. So that's not really a good analogy. Yeah. Yes. So anyhow, uh, Sunday, I'm making burgers. It's like I always do. My girl's six years old, but I've kept it in good shape. It's got some, you know, holes and whatnot. So I'm almost done with the burgers. Go inside. And uh, I look outside and I have a massive flare up, which is weird because, you know, it's the end of the burgers. Most of the grease has dripped out at this point. The flare ups happen early on when all yeah, the grease is grease dripping is, off. Yeah. No big deal. I walk outside, move the burgers aside, turn the propane off. Huh. It's not stopping. Oh, boy. All right. So I go get a plate, put the burgers on the plate, disconnect the propane. It's not stopping. And meanwhile, everybody's inside. So I'm like, oh, boy, I'm looking at the window like, is Rachel going to come out? Like, what are you doing? Everything else. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, should I get the hose? No, it's a grease fire. Plus, I burst a pipe on my outside hose for the third year in a row this winter and I haven't fixed it yet. So, okay. All right, should I close the lid? Because that'll cut off the oxygen. Yeah. On the other hand, it's going to make it really hot and probably make it spread. And there's still, you know, there's holes underneath, so it's going to get oxygen. And I'm looking at my picket fence right behind it, like, that's not on fire yet. So I close the lid, and about five seconds later, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Boom. The entire grill is on fire. Oh, my Everything gosh. on the inside is flaming at least five feet above the grill. What? And I'm like, well, this is not stopping anytime soon. And I move the propane out of the way, and I'm like, well. I walk inside, go underneath the kitchen uh, sink. Get out the fire extinguisher, which has been there since we moved in. <laughs> Looking at it. Fire's getting worse. Looking inside. Nobody there. <laughs> Pink. Pull the pin. Wow. And got all but this much of it out. And then I just put the rest of it out. 
Closed the windows. Went to Home Depot and bought a new grill on Monday. No. I was toast at that point. I mean, oh, they did a week and I mean, no. it was already. Because that's not, it's not an old grill. You... Six years. Oh. oh Six yeah. years? Oh, yeah. No way. Sure. Wow. What kind of new grill did you get? Well, that was the big dilemma I had. I was uh, hanging out with Steph Strauss and her man, hey, fiance, Steph Strauss. Aaron, who is uh, one of the chefs down at the lot Ooh, in, yeah. in Oakmont. It's good. Not a sponsor. Not, not yet. Good. And he's like, look, the thing is, you use it enough, Jay, you need to get whatever you need to get. Yeah. You know, don't let it be about price. And I said, right. But it's about <laughs> kind of got to be about price. I said, you know, if I get the one I want, it's a thousand dollars. Guess what? Yeah, I'm not spending a thousand dollars. So I did some yeah. research. I'm looking at Sam's Club, not a sponsor, probably never gonna be. And I looked all these things up and reviews and everything else. I found one at, at Home Depot. Yeah, five burners plus the side burner that nobody ever uses. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, In case you want to boil that that pot of pasta. Well, somebody has outside. said Jan said that my Jan 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 that. My brother will use it to keep a sauce warm if he's yeah. basting or something. So all I can right. see that. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll give you all that. Right. Okay. Um for 199 bucks with good reviews, and it was forty dollars off. Nice. $199? Bucks. And then forty dollars off. Wow. What? So I got it for one fifty nine with tax, $172. Did it catch on fire the minute? It was later? assembled. <laughs> I went wow. up, got the van, packed it in. There you go. Marty used it twice. Nice. Wow. I mean, if I get two years out of it for 172 bucks, seriously, assembled. That's uh, the big assembled thing, man. correctly. I remember oh, putting my thing. grill together. I was oh, I barely put together my in myself. my head. I'm like f f blowing up. Your dad said he put together the grill down in North Carolina or in Ocean City, and he said it took him like two hours. Yes, it takes it wrong. Oh, it's the worst. And that's not even a propane. You can't see Eric's face on Facebook Live, but yeah, it's it's pretty much like that. Or on. <laughs> on the podcast for that matter you also can't see eric's face right. but uh it's it's pure anger when he talks about putting together the grill oh it's the worst i i couldn't stand putting my grill together it was it was one of the worst things i've ever put together it's worse than put together furniture like you have uh, to like squeeze and pinch like like uh what are those is it cotter pin or lynch pin or whatever it's called i'm about as mechanical some, as i am some kind of pen. you know like where like you have one pin that goes in and then there's a hole like through that yeah pin to hold the thing. there's like things like that yeah and you know yeah, yeah, it's the worst. I don't know if it's as bad as the IKEA bed that Ethan put that I had to put together and take apart, oh, and then put oh. back together and take apart. <sighs> this is the worst. And you have the extra pieces. <laughs> Not trying like, to one up you. Uh, grills. I've never put a grill together, but it does sound like it sucks. And you know, Rachel loves putting together IKEA stuff. Does she? Passionate about it. Like really excited like, about for real? it. Like you're not being sarcastic. No. Oh, yeah. Well, gets so excited. When I put my grill together, she was like, oh, that's so cute. You're going to try to put that together. <laughs> the old charcoal grill, that is. Not the propane. And she was she was seriously saying how cute that was. She wasn't no, she was mo- no, she was mocking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was mocking me. No. Both, somehow. Yeah, right. Which right. is her gift. <laughs> to be affectionate could, and yet condescending at the same time. Yes. The, the, the loving backhand slap. That's right. But anyhow, so that's my story. And yeah. that's my food. Man, I don't. I'm trying to think what I. It's been all about the bacon and eggs this week. Mm. I just, man, I just love bacon and eggs. It's good and stuff. W- you make your fresh bacon, or do you like buy the Sam's Club Black Forest pre cooked bacon? Pre cooked. Oh, bro. What, bro? Are you saying it's good? I'm saying it's real good. I might have to try it then. I don't know I'm that like, I need oh. to say it's real good. Because like, but man, it's real good. You just put it in the cast iron skillet, let it go, and like, man. Oh, you even do stovetop still. Yeah, because I know when you're, I'm cooking, you're an oven baking I'll, well, whole I'll, pile. If I have people over, then and making bacon for everybody, yeah, in the oven. But making if it's just Amy and I, I'll, I'll do it on the stove because then I'll use the little bit of bacon oh, yeah, grease yeah, yeah. to cook the eggs in it. You know, I right now I have <clears throat> five different jars full of bacon grease in my fridge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I found out you can save it outside the fridge for a year. No bacon grease. Yeah. So inside the fridge. Oh man, it's forever. <laughs> my goal is to save enough that I will eventually confit. Some either chicken or pork. Do you guys know, know what confit is? I have no means? idea what that means. Confit is French for with fat. Oh. And so they literally, like, you'll get this, you know, pan, and you submerse the meat in the fat. Wow. And you cook it low and slow for, like, a couple hours. Hmm. Like, they do a lot with duck fat and stuff like that, which wow. I have uh, Man, that's no greasy grease. Fat. Wow. Right. Whew. Wow. Yeah, confit. Confit? So... <laughs> Are you it's a great transition, guys? No, no, no. no. Great I just, transition. Are you? I just I didn't want to. I think no, that was, just bacon and eggs. Just season them really nicely. And yeah, I used to. I used to love eating 
like big breakfasts, bacon, eggs, um, you know, toast, whatever, juice. I can't do that anymore. But I also discovered that even when I did try to to eat bacon and eggs in the morning, I can do bacon, I can do sausage, but I can't do eggs anymore. It makes me feel really like it hits me like half an hour later, almost like when you drink too much caffeine too early in the day and you just get like weird and you shaky. You get jittery? From not eggs? jittery, more just like like I'm just crashing, and I feel like there's like that's it, the juice and the toast. Nah, no, because I've cut that stuff out. But and and it's when I eat bacon and eggs or sausage and eggs, I can eat the sausage and the bacon different times. But when I add the eggs into it, or yeah. if I just eat eggs by themselves, like scrambled eggs and or whatever. Well, Anything eggs in. are the actually the white part, albumin, in one of the world's worst words. I believe that's the term for the white of the eggs is actually a highly inflammatory food. Oh, so maybe doing so something, could be something in your gut. So but you just need to eat the yolks. Besides that, just I, choke I just... down some hard boiled <laughs> egg yolks with no hot sauce or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the only other thing I want to say about food was uh, Abby and I were we, we had to, we stopped. We, I got our bike tonight. Aww. We stopped and no way. Yeah, I got our that's bike. That's a big moment. Uh, it's a. Well, she had one, and it's a used bike. But yeah, but I mean, new bike—that's a big new moment. bike to her. Yeah. So springtime, yeah, oh, girly man. looking, um, which makes sense. But on the way back, we stopped at Dairy Queen. Aww. and I was—I ordered the um, the flamethrower burger or whatever it was because I—I like I do love Dairy burgers. Queen's burgers. Yeah, they're so yeah. good, and their hot dogs are good too. Never had one. Yeah, they're real good. But um, I ordered the flamethrower burger, and they're like, "Do you want the quarter pound or the half pound burger?" <laughs> like. Holy cow, man! Like <laughs> half a pound of burger, so I went with the quarter pound. And I, no, dude, I went with the quarter pound. I was like, <sighs> like trying to finish it. Like I can't eat like I used to. But even still, a quarter pound versus a half a pound of burger. I just thought half that a was pound. a little a lot of meat. Ridiculous. That is crazy. Yeah, because then you got you. the fries. And... <laughs> I mean, it, not even if you could or you wanted to. When the guy or the girl or the guy goes, you know what, the half pound? You have you want to the, do uh, it at that point. You got to go big. Oh, I'm just, I'll just take a look at you. Take a look at Abby and you're like, half. Half. <laughs> Your dad's going half. Now, not to be confused with Ryan Lowe, who used to do the double, triple challenge at Wendy's. <sighs> and, he, and after one time he had it, he backed into a light pole and he said, <laughs> I just think I had like, <laughs> I think I had the meat sweats and, yeah. and everything else. And yeah. I think I was just a little bit high on meat there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. But. I think he would skip the buns. Like he would go bottom bun, six burgers, top bun, <laughs> six burgers. Well, that was my concern. I didn't want to pass out and drive us into a. You're such a good bowl. father, right? That's thank that's you. What it is because that's what it. a half pound burger will do for you. Yes, I didn't want to Don't put want my, to my, my, my daughter's life in danger because I'm eating a half pound burger. <laughs> you are fragile <laughs> at that point. My excuse, and I'm sticking yeah, to it. That's fine. It's fair. Um, I, on the other hand, uh, for our volleyball tournament, I don't think I mentioned it last week, ended up cooking 20 pounds of taco meat because last year we had 15 pounds and ran out. Oh, that's right. So this year I made 20 pounds. And the funny part was I put it in a cast iron, in the cast iron skillet that you guys got for me that's 28, 20 inches wide. Big cast iron skillet. And first thing you do is you brown the ground meat. And then you do what? You drain Jeez. off the fat. Yes, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Well, when your pan is this big... And how are you not going to spill it? So scoop all the meat out, drain. But it was great. Everything's good. And we sold almost nine pounds. <laughs> so last night, uh, Brian got uh, probably three pounds. Uh, Chris got three pounds. I think you got four pounds sitting in your fridge right now. All right. So <laughs> yeah, maybe short of four pounds, but something like that. And yet we do Chick-fil-A sandwiches. That's the big fundraising thing. And yeah. they raise their prices now. So they, they charge you three fifty. But you sell them for five bucks. Last year we sold fifty, and it wasn't nearly enough. This year we got a hundred. Sold them in forty-five minutes. Wow! There's only nine other teams there. Ten total teams, Jeez. and they're coming up at nine a.m. You got the Chick Fil A sandwiches yet? <laughs> like, no, I don't have the. They're not even open yet. I don't have the Chick Fil A. So like next year, we're, and I think that might have been where some of the taco burgers or taco meat went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyhow, well, you're, you're a good father for doing all this stuff. Yes, and you know we all have some good parents. Yeah. And we are all blessed with good parents, and we're blessed with um, great spouses who are raised by great parents, mm -hmm. which we would call them in-laws. Yeah. And if there is any cliche out there, it's the meddling mother-in-law or, you know, ugh, the in-laws. And we've been talking for the last several weeks about how do you deal with that person? You mm -hmm. know, we, we talked about the bad boss. 
You know, we talked about your spouse and the problem you recurringly have with your spouse last week. Um, but this week we're talking about, you know, parents slash in-laws Mm-hmm. And how do we survive the, the negative situations and, and how can we make sure that we're okay despite their behavior, their attitudes, the way mm-hmm. they can hurt us? Yeah. Um, so we want to start off talking about our own stories. I, I was the expert and I did it the right way because Rachel's mom passed away before she was even six, three months old and her father was brilliant. And I think eccentric, but then when her mom passed away, he kind of went, what's the biblical term for it? Nuts? Yes. Okay. Nuts. Yeah. Um, and he was always Second successfully. Second ecclesiastics, I think. Yeah. Second opinions. Second opinions. Um, and so, like, it, it, there was no intervention. He never talked to me. He didn't consider me. Like, one time I came downstairs and he was drinking a bottle of tiger sauce. And Rachel said, Daddy, why are you drinking tiger sauce? And me trying to, you know, earn points. I said, well, I eat tiger sauce. And she what goes, is tiger sauce? It's a hot sauce. Okay. But, and, she, <laughs> and she goes, but you don't drink it. And her dad looked at me and he goes, well, maybe you're not as much of an asshole as I am. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm not, sir. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And like when we bought our house and we went to move her out, he, we went to take apart her bed. It was me. It was Rachel. I think it was Rick Walker. And he hid uh, the wrench that we needed until we moved stuff out of his attic. He wouldn't give it to us. And like we would have done it. And we would have moved whatever we wanted anyhow. But these were the biggest problems I had. I mean, it was worse for Rachel because she we would bring him over for Thanksgiving dinner, you know, because he had nowhere else to be. And she's like, Daddy, no racial slurs and no F-bombs at the dinner table with the Mitlows. And he's like, ah, oh, rah, rah, rah. First two minutes. <laughs> Joke that included a racial slur and the F word. And she's on dying. On purpose? He was oh, doing sure. Yeah. Why not? Maybe. Actually, no. Maybe not on purpose. Maybe that's just who he was. Just who he yeah. was. Right. Who he well, was. socially awkward. Little, oh, tremendously. So my point was, and my family loved it. It was yeah. horrible for Rachel. Yeah. Right. So she's dying inside the whole time. A thousand deaths. <laughs> Hasn't been the same since, actually. So what about you guys? What are some good things that have happened? We can be blessed by our in-laws. We can be blessed by our parents, but oh, sometimes man. there's some roadblocks. I mean, we talked about this on, on a couple of past episodes. We are so incredibly blessed that Maggie has all of her grandparents. You know, Amy, both, both and I, we have both of our sets of parents still married, been married, you know, all along. Um, and they... Well, the mother-in-laws, the mother's mother-in-laws, um, come and watch Maggie during the day, so we don't have to pay for daycare or anything like that while we go to work, which is just oh, you can't huge, yeah. Like, how much the, you pay them? <laughs> we we got them a grandchild. There it is, <laughs> and paid in and a really full. cute and a really really cute one. So, um, yeah, paid in full. They're they're so happy and they love it, and we are just incredibly blessed by it, uh, but. Again, yeah, we are we are just really really fortunate to have them be able to come and watch her, so we don't have to pay for daycare, and um, it's just an awesome way for them to love us. And that's right? well, and I mean, isn't that how it's supposed to work? I don't, I don't yeah. mean every no. It takes a village. No, supposed to be full time babysitters, right? But it takes a village, and you know they're helping us out, or in, family, or family, right? Um, and they're helping yes. us out in a way <laughs> that um, that it is takes just, many hands. <laughs> that's really important to us and, yeah, and crucial absolutely. to us. Um, it's huge. It, it is. And, you know, I, I've, you know, talked to people at work and they're like, oh, that's amazing. And they, and other coworkers of mine have, have kids in daycare and they're like, that's oh, unbelievably expensive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I'm so glad that we, that and they we make dinner one. on Mondays. My mom uh, makes us dinner every Monday, which is awesome. So we come home from, you know, the long Monday back to work and we don't have to make dinner, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And, you know, we're doing whole 30 and Amy has, or my mom has been, um, making whole 30 meals, which has been great. And, um, I think it's kind of cool for her too. She gets to try out some new stuff cause she's a great cook. Um, but she didn't really know how to cook whole 30. So she's just been researching it and, and finding stuff online, um, and making some new stuff. So she gets to experiment with that, which is awesome. We had, oh, that's what we had this week. We had this chicken that was, 
marinated in this like apple cider vinegar sauce with some dates and sweet potatoes. It was it was really really sweet good. Potatoes. Sweet potatoes. potatoes. Um, <laughs> I don't see them. I know who eat all the sweet potatoes. Um, but it was it was really really good, and that's how like man and and Amy's mom and, and dad and and they also they they watch Maggie on a night for us to go out on a date, you mm-hmm. know, which is fantastic. Or um, church on w- Sundays. One one night, this was pretty pretty uh, not too long after Maggie was born. We just, we needed a nap. <laughs> we needed a nap real bad and Amy's parents stayed a little longer and we slept for like I yeah, think we ended up sleeping for like hours. two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. left. Uh, yeah. Um but it, that was that was crucial. And like just yeah. meeting that that need of you know and, and, and I love that it's our family that's raising Maggie. It's not yeah. somebody at a daycare. Not, not that there's anything wrong not, with seriously, that. not that there's no. anything wrong with that, but it, it's just Thank it, it just makes it that much more it. really like really cool. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. Um so that's that's, well, that's definitely good. Now right. everybody hates the situation you have because theirs is not like that. Yeah. I mean yeah. they're jo- they're rejoicing with you after all. <laughs> yeah. Lunchtime in Rome. Is based on Romans twelve fifteen. Rejoice with yes. those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Brian, did you want to add anything about his in laws? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like stories that your I own have? story. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I would just I would definitely echo what Eric said because I mean we had a similar situation with my parents. A um, little different because Alexis's parents, um, my in laws, don't live around here, so. Which is a whole other dynamic in a lot of ways. It's a whole other dynamic. It does take a lot of pressure off for me because, like, I still have holes in my ceilings, and I don't have in-laws coming over. Going, yeah, holes in the ceilings because it's my parents <laughs> that come over. Like, yeah, whatever, you know. But right. But so there is that added dimension where I don't necessarily have the pressure. Not that it needs to be pressure with in-laws, but, but I don't. It can, I don't, be. It can be very much. It absolutely, very can be. Is. I mean, my my father-in-law is a retired general in the Air Force, and so gentle. Oh, teddy he's bear. wonderful, wonderful. But it was a little intimidating when I first started dating Alexis and. You know, um, asked him, asked her for her hand in marriage, and just just that dynamic of wow, this guy is in command. And yes, I answered to him. Yeah, look at this schlub here asking for you know his his daughter who was going to go on to be some kind of like rocket scientist or something. Oh, can I get your daughter's hand in marriage? And so there's sure. this dynamic, um, you know. But we, uh, my parents, did help very much raise Ethan and Abby. Um, yeah, I mean they still do from time to time. We'll ask. You know, it's, it's it's much more rare than it used to be, but my parents will still take him. And it's just it has allowed us to become it's one less thing for us to have to deal with as a couple in that that could be a very conflict situation. Yeah. You know, there's there's your own challenges. Um, you know, there are times when that parent starts to want to raise them a certain way. And you're like, you're not about that. You know, this is my right. kid of, at the appreciate what you're doing. I can't tell you how much we appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. But this is my kid still. This is how we want things to go down. Right. You know, and that, that could, that can create a little bit of attention from time to time Yeah, because well, they raised me, right. They, they, they know how to be a parent as well. Just different philosophies. So there's a little bit of a, there can be a little bit of that, but I did want to say to you, uh, and, and to touch on my in-laws, um, my mother-in-law died pretty suddenly in 2007. I'd known her, I'd known them for, I'd known her for six years, seven years. Um, and, They'd moved around a bunch, but God was so gracious to be able to let us live within driving distance of each other for basically the entire time that I met Alexis to when when Nina Nell, Alexis's mom, died. Yeah. So we just had this this amazing time where I was really able to get to know her, you know, and I feel so blessed to be able to do that because she was amazing but i always think about the reason i drink coffee is because that was one of the things that when we were visiting i'd get up early she'd get up early we'd share like a pot of coffee together Aww. and just talk yeah. and no. you know get to get to know each other and me hear her perspective about alexis and so um you know that's that would be one story that i have about my in-laws is just that in a positive way and i think that's what's so important about the way it can be you know you talked about how eric how they are presently loving and supporting. My brother once said to me, you know, you judge people based on how they uh, treat you. Then you have kids and you judge people based on how they treat your kids. So for them to love, you know, their grandchild so much and it not really cause a wedge in the relationship. That's how it can work at that end. Mm -hmm. You know, and Brian, you having sort of the wisdom 
of the general, mm-hmm. you know, and the relationship with, um, you know, Alexis's mom. Yep. These are the best of situations, but yep. not everybody has. That. I mean, I Rachel nope. loves Dr. Phil. So I've seen all the bad <laughs> um, and there's a website called W24 and I, I picked it up because it uh, it came up high on the Google search. Right. So I've done my research, but it said <laughs> six common in-law problems every couple faces. And what we want to do right now is sort of go over them and, and we wonder if you've gone through these, but look at them from, OK, what's going on in the situation? And then when we're done kind of with all of them, we'll wrap up with, boy, what can we do to survive in-laws? You know, if you have the bad in-laws, the monster in-laws. Right. Um, Oh, the cough button didn't work. Um, what can you do? So the first one is how to raise your children, that every parent has their own way of raising their children. However, usually possesses a challenge to the in-laws because they end up feeling rejected when you choose to use your own techniques. Right. Like I was talking about. Right. Where, where I'd hand it off to my parents, my mom would start raise, or, you know, my parents would start raising them a certain way that they right. did with me. But I was like, I'm not having we're that. not doing that now. Right. And there's a conflict right there. Right. And you got to draw the when boundaries. They don't understand why you do that or why it happens that way. Yep. So why do you think a parent does that? It's why does an in-law do that? Because it's what they know. Well, it's what they know, but everything stems from, well, yeah, it's just what they know. What's the emotional need behind why they do that? Why do they put it on you? Why do they, why do they say, here's how you should do it? Because they were told that from their parents. Right, but what need are they meeting well, by doing that? Affirmation. Okay, sure. Um, or appreciation that you, you obviously. This or is respect. What, you should do this because don't you, respect? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is how I raised you. Right. You're, right. you're, you're not going to raise. Wrong? So are everything saying, I did was wrong. Right. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. Or to a degree, you know, we it's called approval or blessing, but I call it belonging. The, the emotional need of that. So I'm still a part of this, right? I'm, I'm doing it the way we're, we're all doing this together, right? This is the way we do these things, right? We're Mitlows after all, you know, or we're Hemmons <laughs> yeah. and this is why we do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if they don't have that need met or, or, or they feel it's a hurt in that regard, then they're going <laughs> to, I hope Cody. that's on uh, tape. <laughs> oh, Cody's got a little hairball. Um, the second one they talked about, Trying to get you on their side. There are times when your partner will have a dispute with his family or her family. In most cases, you'll find yourself in the middle. Yeah. As much as you agree with your in-laws, you sure don't want to seem unsupportive to your spouse. Mm -hmm. Right. So what do we do in those situations? Oh, we love our wives. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's, 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 well, it's learning what, emotional needs that your your spouse needs to have comforted right yeah and you get like that's first and foremost you got to figure out what that is and you got to figure out what is being hurt in that moment of whatever it is example of that and this kind of hit both of us you know again we're so very thankful that our, (laughs) our both of our parents help us out but it's definitely been a a life changing situation right they're over here every day, you know, or one of them is over here every day and it's great. However, there's times, there was one time where we were trying to get Maggie down for a nap. My parents rolled up 15 minutes early. Yeah. My mom would have said 10. It was 15 (laughs) and Cody goes barking like crazy. Maggie intensifies her crying and uh, we're just like, so you know i had a talk with my parents you know setting that that boundary of i just need you to call if you're going to be early it's fine we just need to know because like it just sets off you know amy has this plan in her head that she that she wants to get maggie down and that just that 15 minute window just threw everything off so i needed to meet a need and say Hey, I need you guys to call. It's okay if you're early, but just call so we can let out Cody so he doesn't go crazy and bark and interrupt what we're trying to do and just respect our our time, you know. Yeah, yeah it can almost be like you're you're uh, you know, trying to fight two different people at the same time, you know, 
not fight, but you're trying to comfort your spouse. Right. You're trying to join your spouse. You're trying to, you know, with your parents or your in-laws or whatever, trying not to drive a wedge in, in that situation. So it, it can be a lot to, to manage, you know. Yeah. And what you can't do is hurt the in-laws feelings on purpose or, you know, because then your spouse is going to want to defend them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what you have to do. Yeah. And this is true in all circumstances. When you're struggling with in-laws and, and situ- parents, your parents or the in-laws in regards to your spouse, you know, here they talked about you getting caught in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. My encouragement is, and like you said earlier, is that you don't get caught in the middle. Right. You know, you know, you the two shall become one. Mm-hmm. Right. And you are one with that spouse. And you've got to tread ever carefully to not say, honey, I'm so sorry they did this to you. I don't know why they would do this. They're the worst. Like, no, you don't go there. You know, but you have to come alongside her and right. comfort her where she's been hurt, you know, and be there alongside. And then the two, to the two of you fix the situation with the in-laws. It yeah. can never be, you know, you can see it with the father-in-law saying to the son, you know, this daughter of mine, you're having problems with her now. Oh, I can never get her anywhere on time as a kid. And then what's the husband do? Oh, I'm currying favor with the father-in-law. Yeah, right. So, oh, let me tell you. And they both sit there. Right. And, and I see it all the, the time. You're throwing your bride, your oh, wife. Oh, you're an idiot. I mean, it's just not pragmatic, right. let alone a way of loving someone. Yeah. Because you think she's going to be like, no, oh, that's okay. He oh, was getting along with dad. Because yeah. now, once again, what are you doing? So the, the father-in-law is saying that he's had conflict with his daughter, your wife, for life. And you're agreeing with him. Yeah. Yeah. So now you've just earned all the pain he caused her her whole life as part of yours as well, because you've agreed with it. Yeah. Can't do it. No. You absolutely can't do it. So don't even let it be between. It's just not. But tread carefully and not speak ill of. The the in-laws in the process. Yeah. Because they are always mommy and daddy. And I would also Mm. say as an addendum to that, you like we've talked about before in those moments join, but then if say the parents, say the in-laws have a valid point, you know, Ooh. cause I've had to do this too. The in- say the in-laws have a valid point when it's not a, a, a conflicted situation, when it's not an emotional situation, maybe have that conversation and say, you know, I think your parents maybe do have a valid point in this, <gasps> but I, you're, I you're a bigger man than I am. I, we've Alexis and I have done it so many times, and it's, so, it's in the well, end it's been. That's very a good healthy. point, though. What if the what if the in laws right? Yeah. And so what is your point in like if they are right and it's true? How do you justify? Well, I love what Brian just, said. Just like appeasing your wife instead of like trying well, to solve the issue at hand. Well, first of all, Brian said a very smart, many smart things. Everything Brian says is smart. Yes. Yes, Jay. He's not just a yes man. Right. Yes, Jay. But at this point, <laughs> outside of the moment, outside of the conflict. When it's not heated. When the emotion has died down. You know, yeah. we've talked about how our normal emotional state is five and super agitated is 10 and completely detached is zero. When they're in conflict with their parents, they're either closer to 10 or zero, whatever their reaction is. Yeah. When you get them back to five. And they can actually hear you. Yeah, that's yeah. the time to do it. Um, I would pray hard because one of the most important parts of a relationship, a successful relationship is trusting that God is working in your spouse's heart just as much as he's working in yours. Yeah, I would pray real hard, which I don't think we do nearly enough. Mm-hmm. You know, my prayer would be like, dear God, let her realize she's wrong. <laughs> Please don't let it be me, Lord. Please don't let it be me. You're a bigger man than me, God. <laughs> You know, you do what you, you can move mountains, right? Um, I got a little, little one here. Impress me. <laughs> and I would very slowly talk about the issue yeah. as she maybe even brings it up. And I'm talking dipping the toe in the water. Yeah. And just sort of like what you want to do is have her realize the truth without you saying it's the truth. Right. Let her think it's her idea. Right. Yeah. Or his. That's a great sales tactic, are. too. Um, it is, and it's because if you, if it comes from you, the the odds are of that being received well. I don't care how great, it's it's a small miracle because it's just filtered through their relationship, or it could be filtered through God could use somebody else in their lives. So you call their friends, no, well, and you tell them to tell her. There's times <laughs> where I'm like, I can't, I can't tell her this because it wouldn't be meeting her emotional need. But then she'll go out and like talk to Rachel or Lex or Lauren or one of her girlfriends. She comes home and 
and she says, "Oh, I've you know I, I've, I've been thinking about this, and they you know they they said this, and I'm like, yes, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you can work the back channels. Hey, Lex, uh, Amy might be coming to you, and if she doesn't, what do you think about approaching her? We manipulate um, you like that all the time. I hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> like we're doing the podcast at the beach. Um, <laughs> hey, Amy, um, you should talk to Eric. Um, but yeah, that makes total sense. Another one they say is gifts come with favors. Now I haven't heard this a lot. It says, when you're in a committed mm. relationship, particularly married, both your families are at liberty to assist you with any challenge that you come across. For instance, um, your parents might let you, might, your parents might borrow your car, you their car, while yours is getting fixed. But in return, they expect you to drive them wherever they ask. Yeah. Oh. Strings attached kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Strings attached is the worst. Yeah. I think we can lump that. I mean, because that. In a, in a worst case scenario, you could be facing that. Oh, we watch her all the time, but yet we want to take her to California to Disneyland and you won't let us take her at eight months old. Yeah, now, they, they wouldn't say that. Right. But they yeah. could say that. They right. could. And I'd um, say no. <laughs> right. Well, um, and for me, that one is the thing that we is, you know, there's two things I really wanted to get across. One was, you know, that you really have to be there for your spouse. In those moments, you know, yeah. whether it be in a conflict with their parents or just or if it's your parents that hurt them or whatever, that we have to do that. Um, but we also need to set boundaries mm -hmm. and to be very clear and committed as a couple. It's vital. Um, it is. And, and that's emotional boundaries. That's personal space with what time are you coming over? Yeah. And right. what are you allowed or not allowed to do? Yeah. Um, you know, with the child or, 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 or again, it's not even with children, you know, like the dad, like my, my grandmother would bring her own water to our house because she didn't like the way our water tasted. Uh -huh. She liked Churchill water, not Oakmont water. Yeah. All right. You know, Wilkinsburg Penn joint water authority water. Now, and she would, and it, it is it better. Oakmont killed. <laughs> no, she didn't. Oh, like she didn't Oakmont like Oakmont water. water. Oh, that's right. a bummer. And it would like crush my mother. Of course, just about everything. My dad's mom did crushed my mother. Yes. Um, and certainly my dad never once said, hey, uh, Brune, this is what he called her for Brunhilda, because that was an affectionate name of a witch. Um, <laughs> you know, you ever said, Brune, how can I come alongside you here and, and maybe manage yeah. things with my mom better? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he even knew. Right. God rest his soul. And he died thinking, man, a great relationship. <laughs> yeah. But we have to set those boundaries yeah. and to communicate, you know, having open, honest and vulnerable communication well, between the two of you. Because the marriage is not you have left your parents. You have like from they a don't. biblical perspective, you have you have left your parents and now you are cleaving together to paraphrase the, that scripture. Right. Yeah. You are creating a new thing that God's put together, you know, in a in a, in a God based relationship or even in a, in a not God based relationship. You are still doing your own thing. But there are so many couples that do let those they they, they don't put up those boundaries that need to be put up to protect that new thing and they're, right. they're still living in that that wake of how they both grew up and it can become very convoluted at that point um when uh, when alexis and i first got married we lived right next door to my parents and it was wonderful like again just you know we we had great times with them but there was there was one day where like we're in this back room doing what married couple newly married couples well married couples do uh, but especially newly married couples and stop I just want to sit here for a minute and enjoy the anticipation of the rest of the story. <laughs> and we're in the middle of doing the things that married people do. And we hear the front door open. Hey, guys. Oh, yes. That's my dad. And like, we're like, uh oh, got to put the clothes back on. And He's like, don't stop on my account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get a beer from the fridge. Sit on the couch. You guys all right with that? Uh, but What's you know, you? we had to have that conversation. I, you know, I, that conversation with Le so. like, like Lex. Uh, um, you know, and then we had that conversation with my with my parents. Like, look, love you guys. You you yeah. are here for us, but we're we're married now. And like, it was a, it was one of those realization points. I think that we had to have. Not that they didn't realize it, but it was we had to do that. Otherwise, she could that some of that sense of security could have been taken from her. I would think you know what so. I'm saying? I would um, think so. So 
Not to throw my parents under the bus. It just no, was one it, of those hey, things where that's how great your relationship was. Walk into each other's house, whatever you want. Well, then, then I started making it a point. Every time I went to my parents' house, I knocked on the door. You're just like, because Michael, I didn't want to be a hypocrite. Michael you know? Scott, yeah. <laughs> am I allowed to come in? <laughs> yeah, so. And at least your dad didn't say, listen, I feel bad how awkward this was. Alexis, anytime you want to come in when your mother-in-law and I are, you know, we'll be even Stevens at that point. <laughs> I might have to leave this podcast. <laughs> Starting to put pictures in my head. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that would be a bad moment. Yeah, it's a great moment for me. But the um, the, the point but, is, the, and the, but the point for this is, podcast. the point is setting a few boundaries. boundaries. Yeah, setting a few boundaries. And it doesn't have to be this like war. It doesn't have to be this like fracturing thing. You can do it, and you should be able to do it. With 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 yeah. with, with health, like to make it healthy. Yeah, like that's the that's the right. point of it all. Well, and I I think an, an example of. I'm just more aware of emotional needs at this point, right? Which is like a blessing and a curse. And right. one of the things that um, we said at the beginning um, with with Mags was like, please, please don't bombard her with things and a new outfit every right. t- every time you come over or every week we, we buy. The, like, she is not going to go for want. Like, this, you know, she just has... Oh. So much, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, my mom and I were talking, and and I said, "Well, it doesn't mean like never buy her anything." Well, lo and behold, seven outfits just happened to jump in her <laughs> cart at Sam's when she was there the one day, and it's like, okay, all right, let's pump the okay, brakes a little we bit. We want to bring him back, but like, notch, here's the thing. But so then, where it goes is, I don't want the pressure on me to get her into the outfit that my mom has blessed us with for her. So like I oh I didn't get her in this one outfit now she's too big for it I never got it's a waste of an outfit is that so the strings like, attached kind of a thing no it's it's not yes. This, yes but like it's more like don't like just don't put the yeah I guess that is strings attached don't put the pressure on me to and she's not she's not putting the pressure sure. on me I, you're like, putting the pressure right. I have but the why pressure. Are you putting uh, the pressure on. It's is a there past any hurt. Kind of past, right. It's a past hurt because that's happened in the past. You have you have your your I've, mom or your dad or somebody. Right. Close to you has done right. something. Exactly. And I, I don't know. I could, not maliciously. No, not maliciously. No, no. And I could probably not think of it. I don't know. But uh, you're right. But it's that's the feeling I have. But then I have all this pressure. Oh, I have seven outfits. No, we're, we're going to wear one each. Then for the rest of the week, we're going to wear each one. So we like get them out of the way. You, know? you need to put her in seven outfits in like an hour. Right. Take pictures. <laughs> slowly disperse them. That's the way you do it. Deceive through the internet. Yeah. That is how to keep oh, everything I saw, fine. I saw, I saw the 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 clock on the oven was the same like it was only like two minutes later like the same well, she TV grew out show of, every she, day in the background she grew out of it real fast mom yeah the next one they pointed out was holidays which it probably you know as much as we're about done it's with this hap- just with time and everything happiest else happiest time everybody loves holidays right there, holidays are great for family and everything's fine and there's never stress you know amongst now we're being funny obviously right but it really rolls into uh, my point earlier which is you have got to protect your marriage and you have to protect the relationship and you've got to get ahead of it yeah you've got to make a plan you got to stick to the plan and you got to protect each other. Yeah. Because no parent that's worth their weight in gold is saying, let the other people have every holiday forever. It's fine. <laughs> and and mean it. They've never done that. Right. Everybody wants it. And which one do you, do you throw in like Easter and Thanksgiving so that the others get Christmas? Is that an exchange? It's like the NFL draft chart. If they want to make a trade. It's like how many spots? If you give me a second rounder, I've yeah. got to get this in return. Third and a fourth. There should be a really a, a, a holiday exchange <laughs> chart for yeah. couples. You know, you got Fourth of July, and that equals half of Thanksgiving or something like that. <laughs> but my my the whole thing is got to get ahead of it. That could yeah. be another wheel. Remember last week we did the wheel of whatever yes. it was. This week we're doing this wheel. Was it here? I think it was a Tuesday night. No, wheel. we talked about it here. Having some kind of chart or graph about like when somebody's here and they need this, you you and you're here and you need. I think this. we briefly did mention we did. it. We have I a, forget more than anyone else. So we have not, a recorded. No, so I forget back. more than anyone else. Jay. No. So, but anyways, so Cody's holidays. gonna chew through the wires. <laughs> yeah. Get ahead of it. Yeah, get ahead of it. And so how do you again, do that? protect that how spouse. Do you, how do you do that? Uh, you be open, honest, and vulnerable with your wife. Say, look, I uh, really got to do this. Or she says, hey, we really need this holiday. Okay, let's map it out. Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? Yep. Yeah. And then you let the in-laws know. And you yeah. can't go, 
any any other way. You really can't. Or else you just react and fight. Yeah. I think getting ahead of it's better. Definitely. Yes. Um, the last thing I think we need to talk about, and it's and I've I've mentioned several times, we want to make sure that you're protecting your marriage at all costs. The two of you have become one, and you have to make sure of that. And this is just um, something you just don't ever want to do. And I don't like to teach in the negative. You know, if I'm right. coaching volleyball, I don't say right. don't miss. Right. I say make. Right. Because um, last thing they hear is miss. But right. I have to coach in the negative here. I have to teach in the negative, which is one simple phrase. Never say the words, you're just like your mother or, you know, for the for the wives out there. You know, you're just like your father, even if they are just like <laughs> even father, if it's a fact, they are just like when, when we first Rachel and I first learned about emotional needs and comfort, and everything that we're talking about. I met with five. I said lunches with five Christian men. I've told you this before. And I wanted to know if their marriages reflected what I had learned. And the first guy was blown away with what I said. And he said, you know, Jay, I didn't know any of this. Second guy I met with, he, I had told him about the never say you're just like your mother. And he said, and he got out of his wallet, 20 bucks. And he said, here's for lunch. I got to go home and apologize. <laughs> he said, I just said it to my wife. This guy's a local pastor. Yeah. I didn't even meet with three, four and five because they didn't know. Yeah. But it brings back all the hurts yeah. and all the situations they've ever been through with their mother. It's, it, they're not going to say, oh, you mean like in all the good ways? Oh, thank you so much. Right. It's right. going to rip holes. And again, you're earning hurts that had nothing to do with you. Yeah. You're, you're going to have those ascribed to you and credited to you. Yeah, why inherit that? I don't know, but we do when we <laughs> right. say stupid things like that. So I think as long as... You know, you're you're going into it ahead of time and we're setting good boundaries and we're always meeting. We always are the advocate. We're the champion. We are the, the guardian of our spouse. We're going to be OK. And we want to make sure that we love them no matter what. And in turn, we love the in-laws and try to meet their emotional needs that they're displaying, you know, whether it be a, a sense of importance or acceptance or respect or whatever, meet it outside of their manipulations in those moments. And I think we'll be okay. But that being said, I think we can all still do a little bit better. Do better. I think we can do this better. This is the segment we call do, do better, better for those that have never heard this before. That's right. Where we look at uh, on behalf of my beloved bride, who apparently says this all the time, which is just do better. People can just do better. We take the first 40 minutes of this podcast. We throw it right out the window. Yes. We stop meeting emotional needs and we look people right in the eye at all. And we say, do better, do better. Yeah. Um, so we might just have to make this a segment. So our, our, uh, our good friend, Dave oh, Shire stuff and stuff on pants. <laughs> yes. It's the, it's which the, not, don't, don't say what? that right after Dave Shire. That's not his thing. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Dave Two weeks ago. Shire supplied a story of uh, another person shoving something down their pants. Why I mean, do you say another? Uh, because we've talked about two people at this point s trying to steal something by shoving it down like their pants and, and walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One, I just, uh, I just don't know how you do it. So, and uh, according to an arrest report um, for Brian Hodge, age fifty, Shipley Road. A Monroe Police Department officer was working off-duty at the store and was told a man was raising his shirt and putting items down his pants. The officer later saw the suspect on video leaving the store with a suspicious bulge in front of his pants. According to the report, the officer stopped him outside the door. When Hodge was asked what the bulge was, he told the officer, My mate. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Down, sir. When the officer lifted the suspect's shirt, <laughs> he saw a package of brisket. <laughs> he wasn't lying. Well, no, because it wasn't his meat. Ah, well, there he you thought go. it was. Well. Uh, a further search revealed a pair of cutting shears and a <laughs> and a four inch <laughs> and a four inch knife blade in separate pants pockets. A syringe was also found in Hodge's pocket, and suspected methamphetamine was oh. found in his palm. I was like, maybe in flavor injecting. Did you say suspected methamphetamine in his bum? In his palm. Oh. oh. <laughs> like in his hand. Like, wow, this guy hit the jackpot. <laughs> Jeez. Do, do better. better, my man. Um, I have a do better. It happened to me. I was in traffic. A lot of our do-betters 
revolve around yes so traffic much. alone traffic driving yeah. or just people like in general <laughs> in, better in life right as rachel says they're the worst they're the worst um <laughs> but uh ethan and i my son and i were going to get him new hockey pads he's a goalie and we were out you're just for, super dad buying bikes new hockey pads uh, what can i say you're Love the my best. kids um so we're 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 stopped in traffic behind a minivan and I'm talking to Ethan. Next thing I know, I see the, the, the van in front of me. I see this arm come out and a hand, the left hand from the driver's side, throw all of these little like bazooka bubblegum or like Jolly Rancher wrappers. Like, like a handful candy. of them. Yes. Just he, like, and it was like three handfuls. Was and, it Werther's? And, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the Werther's. Could have been a senior citizen. <laughs> no, because then I pulled up beside this girl. Cause, and it was a woman not that that makes a difference it was it was a woman that i like as as i'm seeing her throw these things out like i just i put my head out the window and i was like like i just started yelling at her like no you didn't i did i was like are you, you kidding me <laughs> you are and i just went off on her she didn't hear me at all because i don't know there she, didn't hear you traffic, or she didn't acknowledge or you. she didn't acknowledge me and then when we pulled up beside her i just gave her one of those looks like i yelled guy. at you Oh, and you were behind her when you yelled. Behind her when we yelled. Yeah, she. I wasn't. Oh, I thought when you pulled no, up, no, 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 you no. did. You were like, like, "Do better." Yeah. No, I was a little <laughs> bit more not colorful, but I was. I was angry. It's just so disgusting. It's just so ignorant. It's like, disrespectful. Like it's, it's the, selfish, the world, the world narcissistic. Not, the world is not your garbage can. You no. know, just clean it up. Don't and, do that. And in Penn Hills, we've had a lot of garbage cleanups, and I think it's been great because yeah. I mean, it's, t- it's sort of like you know the funeral business. Oh, I'm really busy. Oh, that's great. Oh, no, oh. yeah. You know, but like, mm-hmm. I wish there wasn't so much garbage to clean up. Yeah. But we've been so blessed by different groups. Right. You know, I, know, I know my my good friend Becky Finaletto is always out there, and she's an attorney. You know, she didn't need to be doing that. Yeah. And the Pitt students came out, and they were doing it. So you know. I don't know. Maybe this lady's just blessing them with giving them an opportunity to clean <laughs> something Let's up. Let's be proactive and let you pick up. <laughs> I'd hate trash. for these volunteer hours to go oh, to waste. Right. You know, too. I once had a, a girls volleyball player, not Kelly Cable. I'm coming down at a light and she stopped at light. She throws out a whole thing of fast food right on road. I road. You've told the story. I have on the yeah. air. I'm on the pod. I, believe. Uh, I apologize. That's okay. So there's another litter story. Anyhow, for those who haven't heard it before, she I stopped the car and made her put it back in, and I'm in opposite lane traffic. Oh snap! And then she posted on face, Facebook later. Oh, coach caught me, you know, littering. Anyhow, so yeah. um, just don't litter, please. But you know do what's better. better than somebody doing better? What's better? Somebody that can't, can't do, better. do better. What's that mean? Better. Well, it's somebody's done the best they can do. Oh. Or, you know, it's sort of like, you know, I don't want you to do your best. I want you to do my best. Well, I think we should all be able to do James Holzauer's best. Okay. Do you guys know who James Holzauer, and I could be mispronouncing his name. I don't know who that is. He is the reigning, the defending Jeopardy champion. Oh. <gasps> I, we did watch him the other I didn't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. My today, man. Today, final Jeopardy. He goes, ah, put 60 grand down. <sighs> Wins. Wins one hundred thirty that, grand. That, that's big on Jeopardy. Oh yeah, wins one hundred thirty. Wins one hundred thirty-five today. That's which is, think, that's a nev- that's another record, right? Because he set the the record before with one hundred ten. Wow. Yeah, he now has I think the top three or four. Yeah, uh, highest winnings. The highest. What, what's he up to total? Do you know? Uh, over seven hundred seventy thousand dollars. Eleven days straight. Um, he's like a Vegas. Oh yeah, he's a sports better. Yeah. So oh, he really, really is yeah. playing the odds. He's quicker on the draw. He knows what is. He was doing daily doubles. Uh, with the like, numbers of his friends and family's birthdays. <laughs> he was just toying with people. The highest uh, winning single day before him was 70, uh, 77,000. He's averaging 70 a day. Wow. wow. He's averaging. And he's like on a streak. Nobody can beat him. Nobody. It's 11 in a row. Le- yeah, 11 wow. in a row. He's you play until 7, you're gone. 7,000 less than the highest right. ever. Dude, how, how disappointing... <laughs> Like you, you, you've submitted your application to get on Jeopardy. You finally get on, and then you're up against this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just obliterates you. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'll, it's like any team in the NFL trying to win on? the Super Bowl. No, uh, don't say that page. word. Uh, uh, the the uh, highest daily double was eighteen thousand dollars before him. He's had wow. many wow. over twenty. Wow. He's just like, sure, yeah, twenty, whatever. Boom, yeah. test me, wow. no problems. So my dad's a big Jeopardy fan. We had it on the other night. It's a, yeah. He had mentioned that. Wow. I got one Amazing. more. 
Aaron Donald of the NFL Rams donates. Wait a minute. The NFL, the Rams. Where the, did he go to college? Uh, he went to the University of Pittsburgh, which is in Pittsburgh, yeah, where we live. Man, what high school did he go to? Uh, he went to Penn Hills. Man, yeah, he does did. the announcing for that. Uh, you do, Jay. Oh, that's right. You know, <laughs> hey, why don't we have Aaron on the? You're friends with Aaron, right? Uh, yeah. We are so tight. He he asked me about this, and did I he, said you should do it. Did he donate seven <laughs> seven figures to you? Also, yeah. no, he gave me the finger seven times. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he didn't. That's not the kind of guy he no, is. He's Aaron, sweet. Aaron's he's, a he's solid a good guy, and he pledged. He became the highest paid NFL um, at the time uh, in NFL history. Um, uh, defensive player, the paid defensive player. He made a seven-figure donation to Pitt football just because, you know, that's that's a lot of money. That's, that's not every athlete does that. No, no, that's that's pretty incredible. So. Good, not good a, on not you, a lot Donald. do six figures right, and I'm sure he gives you know I, I he gives other stuff too. Like no, and when we when we were in the WPIL championship, it was on their bye week, and he showed up, you know, and, oh, and he's yeah. there with his brother Archie, who was also a real good player as well. Yeah, maybe not quite as good as Aaron, and it was so funny because everybody's going to Archie because he's taller. You know, thinking that it's Aaron. Yeah, yeah. You know, Aaron was fine with that as well, because he is really he is a humble and a, and a good guy and and somebody that gives back. Man, and in the show on two can't do betters. Ah, we can't one. do better. I think we could with three. Ah, uh, probably. Well, on that note, that is the show. <laughs> Visit us at lunchtime uh, lunchtimeinrome and also on Facebook lunchtime um, in Rome, and we will see you guys next week yeah it's been a great show i really enjoyed this one bye bye